Discovering Asian dramas back in 2018 was an enlightening moment for me, and I've never looked back. I enjoy talking about them just as much as watching them, so much so that I decided to create a podcast with a heavier focus on Chinese dramas, but passing through Korean, Japanese, Thai and Filipino dramas. Welcome to the Tea and Soju Asian Drama Podcast, your corner for drama talking. For more Tea and Soju content, consider joining Patreon, where I release extra reviews and polls. Everything is linked in the episode description. and welcome back to another episode. I'm your host Liliana and this is a post-recording message. So you're about to listen to a review episode of Go Ahead with the guest Lola. Now, first of all, thank you very much for coming on Lola. Uh, But we do have a section at the beginning of the episode where it is just mainly a conversation between myself and Lola, just, you know, questions uh, back and forth and that was really really nice to record. Um, It just kind of flowed naturally so I hope you guys enjoy listening to that but I wanted to pop in first and just let you know that so basically I kind of had the idea of forming a discord server for tea and soju but I mainly wanted to become a little community for Asian drama watchers in general. So if you listen to the episode ahead, um, you will find out that community is quite something that's quite important to me. And it's something that I've taken away from podcasting and from, um, you know, just being in the Asian drama watcher community. So I wanted to create a safe space uh, where that could happen. So Discord seems to be the best platform for it. I, um, you know, Twitter seems to be blowing up and on its final leg, so to speak. And I didn't want to lose touch with, you know, people that I've come across. uh, And that kind of spurred me on to do that. But this is available to anyone who would like to join. Discord is a pretty easy app to, you know, um, get yourself into. And, you know, you just get to basically instant message people. You get to uh, read fun chats. Uh, dramas have their own, um, you know, conversations. So everything can be kept separate. You can mute certain chats. And also you can actually hide spoilers, which makes it such a great app for talking about, you know, dramas in general. So this isn't sponsored at all. I wish. God, I wish this was sponsored. But it isn't, but I just wanted to pop in and leave this message here so that you guys can, you know, have that option there that if you're looking for a community to just talk Asian dramas and you want somewhere safe that isn't necessarily the, you know, big wide web out there, um, you know, this server is there. There will be an invite link in the description notes, but also if you can't access that, if you go into any of my socials on Linktree, there will be a link for discord over there as well so that's it i just wanted to pop on and leave that little message there i hope you guys really enjoy the episode ahead i absolutely loved recording it lola was such a fun guest to have on and it it does just feel like a conversation between friends so join us won't you 
Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Tea and Soju Asian Drama Podcast. I'm your host Liliana and we have another guest episode today. In this week's episode we're going to be reviewing the Chinese drama Go Ahead which is one of my all-time favourites and I've mentioned it plenty on the podcast but we are doing so with a very special guest and that is Lola. Now I was a guest on her podcast so she's kindly returning the favour and coming on Tea and Soju but I will let her just go ahead and do a little introduction herself. Hello, I'm Lola from Lola Pops Off about K-Dramas podcast and over there at my podcast, I just actually pop off <laughs> about Korean dramas and I am fairly, I wouldn't say I'm new anymore in the K kind of K-Drama podcasting game. It's been about three years now that I've been doing that and I, um, I do watch other Asian dramas in general, but I do kind of specif specifically focus on K-Dramas. So, and thank you, Liliana. <laughs> I'm very excited for this. I'm very, very excited. I watched Go Ahead while it was airing, and it was great to actually go back and do some uh, rewatching. And it'll be really exciting to hear what you have to say because you're seeing it like through new eyes. So you know, of a person who hasn't watched it before, or also it'll be very interesting because when I watched it, it blew up. So I was in the midst of that storm of everybody watching it and everybody wanting more from it. So it'll be really interesting to see like what you think compared to like what my feelings were for it back then and even now. But before we get into that, let's do a little couple of questions for Lola. And the first one is just what is like your Asian drama journey? Where did it all start for you? So uh, I love this question because uh, my very first podcast episode for actually is titled Journey into K-Drama Land. Um, and it was a wonderful little story that I love telling. And it's fun for me to tell because it weirdly starts off this journey, this Asian drama journey with Chinese cinema. Oh, that's <laughs> interesting. I know it's specifically Hong Kong cinema um, and it's a very long story. That's why I did a whole podcast episode for it. But to shorten it, I really just kind of first watched City Hunter from 1993 with Jackie Chan yeah. <laughs> when I was around nine years old and which is also an adaptation of a Japanese manga. And then there's the K-drama City Hunter with yeah. Ian Ho. And so it was a full circle moment when I was watching City Hunter with Min Ho. But that I digress, but <laughs> I got really entrenched into Hong Kong cinema throughout my teen years and the actors and the directors. I just kind of like was all about Hong Kong cinema. I would like read books on it. <laughs> I followed a lot of websites, a lot of kind of blogs about it. And then that over time led me to Japanese films. I just got really into Asian cinema as, as a whole. And when I was watching Japanese films, I fell in love with a Japanese actor <laughs> named Shun um, Aguri, and he was just uh, beautiful to me. <laughs> yeah. So I, I started to look for other things to watch him in, and he was in a lot of Japanese dramas at the time. So then I started watching a lot of Japanese dramas. Mm. And one of his kind of most popular J dramas that he did, you know, one of his first ones, 
was called Hana Kimi. And it's interesting because that drama, while I was watching it and people were like on the different forums were like, hey, you know, if you really like Hana Kimi, which is a J drama about a girl who dresses up as a boy to go into an all boys school, <laughs> they're like, you might really like this one drama. And I was like, okay, let me check out their recommendation. And sure enough, it was Coffee Prince. Oh. And they're like, yeah, see how it all comes full circle right it there. Does. So I I know. And I saw, you know, I was like, oh, and this was right after Coffee Prince ended in the summer of 20, like 20, um, I think it was 2007. And I started it right after it ended. And then the rest is history. So I would say Coffee Prince was also, like many others, my gateway kind of K-drama. So you're like an OG, OG of, you know, two Asian dramas in general. I think I kind of am, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you can, like, Coffee Prince is like, you know, one of those, I personally haven't watched it. It's not necessarily the drama. It's, I have a really difficult time watching, like, older dramas in general. I'm a sucker I, I for, like, a lot. Yeah, I'm a sucker for things looking pretty and looking nice. And I know that sounds terrible. That sounds so oh terrible. God. But like the hairstyles and everything, it just throws me right out of the drama. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, what is it? Like, you know, I'm rolling my eyes and I'm like, I know this is supposed to be really good, but I just, I can't unsee like everything, you know. Uh, so yeah, so the the way that I watch um, old dramas, and by watch I mean watch in quotation marks, is because <laughs> yeah, because I listen to like your podcast and Daybuck, you know Jess on the Daybuck and all yeah, of that. Yeah. When you guys do like all the older dramas, and I listen to yeah. that, and that for me is enough. Like I've watched the drama. I love that. I think that it makes me feel better about now realizing that I could do more episodes now about older dramas because to hear that some people are like, I don't want to go back and actually watch it, but I do kind of want to just know the drama as if I watched it in yeah. a way. So I, that sounds good. That's good to know. Okay. I can do yeah, that. I think I I'm not the, uh, I don't think I'm the only one. I think a lot of people think this, like, not a lot of people, like a lot of people will just want to go back and watch the classics, but even so they will probably want to go back and then like listen to what other people thought because, you know, there's lots of people that by then are definitely not talking about these dramas. So, um, so yeah, but there is people out there like me who just don't want to. And to be honest, there's so many dramas like constantly like coming out that it's hard to like find the time. Right. I used to be a binge one K drama move to the next binge one drama moved. I can't do that anymore. I just can't. Like it's quite interesting okay. to see how over. <laughs> yeah, I just can't do it. Like it's really interesting to see like how over time your watching patterns kind of like change because mm -hmm. I'm very much an on air kind of person now, and if I get behind on air dramas i it's really hard for me to go back to them and catch up which is ridiculous because it's like they're right there why am i yeah so i'm the same way now like you said i think i'm just a little in shock <laughs> by the amount of hate yeah. dramas that i have to watch that are like currently airing in comparison to like years ago where i was the one going back and watching older things mm. and kind of slowly watching the newer ones and I'm in shock. I like I'm overwhelmed. I'm like this is way too many at a time. But I've been I've been doing really well this year. I think 
keeping up with a lot of my K-dramas currently airing, but that again, doesn't leave any room for rewatches or like going back and watching old things. Mm. And like me watching Go Ahead, for example, was like, how do I squeeze that in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I did, and I was, which I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna tell you my secret. I did two days, like literally, like did 20 you, episodes, 20 did episodes. Did you binge it? Whoa. I binged it because I, I couldn't I couldn't do it any other way. I was like, I'm going to yeah. hold off the week for my currently airing dramas and just like that weekend focus on go ahead. And that's how I really was able to do it. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad way to watch it because, you know, I for me personally at the time, I I loved watching it on air because I just love all the chatter and everything that comes with watching an on-air drama. But it's also torture to wait for new episodes, especially when you're so invested in the characters. It's like, I I, I just need to know. Like, I just, just give me everything. So, (laughs) and then when it's done, you're like, what am I supposed to do now? What am I supposed to do now? There's like a double-edged sword. Like, it, yeah, you like I like it when it's current. Like when you're watching it slowly, but then even with binging, it's also kind of like, wait, <laughs> it's all over. Like I didn't get a chance. <laughs> I can't, you know, you can't participate as well like as when it's currently airing. So, I think for yeah. me, yeah, for the currently airing, I thrive off off all like the chatter and like just it, like you getting to find new people that are watching the same thing. Um, I th- I really do thrive off that, you know, energy of everybody watching a drama that they really, really are enjoying all at the same time. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but when it does happen, I feel like yeah. it's so special that, you know, everybody's kind of like in the same boat and just loving on a drama. Like it's it's like a special energy that comes along. Um, so I really do just enjoy and adore all of that. So I think that's why for me on air dramas just work so well um but yeah so one other little question how did you so we've talked about like your journey into um dramas you know and now we've known you know you got into Chinese movies so that was really interesting how did you get into podcasting itself like how because I've told my story and my story was it was very random everybody just kind of like said you watch a lot of Chinese dramas there's not a lot of Chinese podcasts out there maybe you Mm. should do one and I was like Three months later, I was like, okay, right, I'll do, I'll, I'll find, I'll do I'll one. Do <laughs> yeah, I'll do one. So that's pretty much mine. But what, what was your journey? You know, how did you think I'm going to start a podcast? That's a great question. So for me, it was basically looking for community after years of missing the, the community, the K-drama watching community. I had once, um, long ago, had a pretty popular Tumblr. Yeah. Um, that I ran for dramas in Asian cinema. And I mean, it was pretty popular. I'm not going to lie. And I kind of, you know, was doing this right after I graduated undergraduate and college. And I loved it. I loved every second mm-hmm. of it. It was everything and more. But then life happens and yeah. I just kind of suddenly abandoned it and never really looked back. But then years later, I kind of was like, I'm still watching K-dramas, but I'm, I don't have that community at, like I used to. So I was thinking of a way of getting back into it. And I originally was like, I'm a little too nervous for YouTube. Yeah. So I decided <laughs> yeah. that 
the next best thing would be podcasting. Yeah. That's how I ended up into podcasting. Just looking for a community, looking for a K-drama, watching yeah. friends that I kind of feel like I I lost when I was on Tumblr, back when I was on Tumblr. So I wanted to find it again. Do you know what? Maybe with the crash we were talking just before we started recording, with the crash and yeah. burning, impending doom of Twitter, maybe Twitter. it is. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is time that you, you know, bring back your Tumblr and revamp it. Go back. Go <laughs> back. Actually, I'm going back. You might be onto something. No, seriously. This right, might I'm be not the joking. Time. Like, just pick yes. up your account, revamp yes. it to your podcast. It is still there. So I might okay, have guys. to pick it back up. Yeah. Okay. Log back okay. in. Try and figure out what your password I was, did. however many years ago. No, it was. It was almost. It was about ten years. <laughs> Okay, around 10 years ago. That's when I last was on, I think last posted on Tumblr. Look, I opened, <laughs> I hadn't used Tumblr. I was a Tumblr fanatic when, yes. you know, back in the heyday, because it was just one of those apps that I absolutely adored for like community. Uh, I'm a huge like fantasy fan and like urban fantasy ooh. books and things like that. So back then I was like on Tumblr constantly for all of like my book stuff. And um, like, I think a couple of months ago, I was like, people were like abandoning ship on Twitter and they were going, we're off to Tumblr. And I was like, I haven't been on Tumblr for ages. Couldn't what? remember, like I, I didn't, my, my, my Tumblr back then was really, really tiny. So it didn't bother me. So I was like, I opened up a Tumblr for the Tea and Soju podcast. And I was like, well, we'll just see how it goes. Barely posted anything on it, if I'm being <laughs> honest, but, yeah. but it is open. <laughs> But yours, there, you could just, you know, revamp it. Twenty twenty three. I totally should. I should totally log back in because you're right. I, I don't know what it even looks like over there. It could be a totally different experience than what I remember. But I think it's worth me looking into it for sure because I still love it, like as an archive of that time yeah. in my life that I ran it. Because all of it's like all those dramas from like twenty eleven. 2012 like you'll see 2013 and I'm, sure, and I'm sure there'll be like people that uh have a lot of fun like looking back at your posts and like looking through older dramas as well and like you know what you were watching at the time so there you well, go giving me some ideas thank you're you well, you're very welcome <laughs> you're very welcome that's something uh, I love whenever I talk with you I feel like you always are thinking of ways to kind of build community on your end and so like how we were talking about just you know earlier <laughs> about like twitter and platforms and stuff so i love this I yeah love this. i feel like I, I don't know like being an immigrant you're always constantly searching for community in general and whether that be you know you know where i am in the uk looking for portuguese community or you know um looking for asian drama community whatever it may be you always want i feel like there's such a beautiful thing about you know belonging to a community and what they can do for you so um yeah i'm always excited to like expand and also i'm always so excited about asian dramas i just want to like share it with people in general because that's like that's like the best thing like to me yeah. one of the best Best things I have said I've said it time and time again and I will say it time and time again one of the best things that I have found that you know that have come out of me creating the podcast is like the community not only yes. listeners because like I I at the time I didn't even know if there was going to be listeners or not I wasn't really that you know big on it 
but the thing that surprised me the most is like the community of creators that I've like yeah. come across like yeah. you and Jess and Caitlin yeah. and you know just you know the Soul Sisters pod and all of the guests that I have on like the community that you build between like content creators and like specifically yeah. Asian drama content creators is such a lovely one that I feel like you know they're not even like fellow creators they're just like friends that you've kind of you yeah. know built uh relationships with so yeah that is one of the things that I absolutely love about you know the podcast and that it's brought me is the community of like content creators but also the listeners and whatnot yeah. I feel like that's like the most rewarding thing somebody coming up to like slipping into your dms and being like oh my god you know I listened to one of your episodes and I really enjoyed it and now I'm gonna watch you know I loved watching one of your recommendations I feel like that's such a like a, that's like the reward for like yes. all the work that we put into it I think it is it is the big reward and I think like I said coming from a place where I used to have that mm. and then not been going yeah. without it for so long it definitely was like a like a an itch it was like I mm. have to get this back I cannot bother my <laughs> my friends who don't watch Asian drama yeah, yeah, anymore yeah. I go find other friends okay like and so that's what i think ended up happening and forced me into podcasting i didn't have people like you you know who actually forced your hand to start recording <laughs> podcasts but i i did have that same urge of like hey you know there's community out there that i can tap back into mm. i need to tap back into it and that's why i i had to start podcasting yeah and i think also it's like finding those spaces that are safe spaces as well because i feel like safe. that's so important because like in the big wide world of social media there's like community and then there's like those spaces that are supposed to be community but they are not safe communities in a sense exactly. so i feel like you know that's why it's so important um that's what you know i was just telling you before we started recording that's why I went and like created the discord server because I discord. feel like you can just like so easily you know make that a safe space for people to like go and do what you know just chat it's like yes. that's all you need you, you know that's all you need so yeah I completely so, agree moving on last little question and then we can get on into the go ahead review so if you had to pick some of your favorite asian dramas what would those be i feel like this is always the hardest question to answer it's always the hardest and i always say i can't give you like a top five i can give you a top 100. <laughs> yeah um... <laughs> that sounds accurate that sounds accurate top 100 you know but i can give you my favorite k-drama of all time which is coffee prince because tied to that drama isn't just the story obviously it's the entire experience of watching it what it led me to how it has actually made me the person that i am today <laughs> like yeah. it's so much more going on with when i say coffee prince that's my favorite k-drama so i don't care what anyone ever says about it like yeah. it is still to me the pinnacle of like my K-drama watching experience, but to name other few, <laughs> so I'm not just like coffee prince. Everyone says coffee prince, but like I am a big fan of like Asian. I'm sorry, well, I'm Asian drama generals, but I'm a big fan of action romance dramas. Mm -hmm. So there was a period there where I was really into like um, City Hunter yeah. with Minho, um, Healer. I love things like that. Um, I also really enjoyed. Um, there's a drama called Valid Love, which oh. 
I don't, it's also called righteous love. So when you look it up, some people will find it under righteous yeah, yeah, love yeah. or valid. And it is to me, one of the most beautiful dramas I've ever watched, but I don't think anyone really has watched it. <laughs> so it always blows my mind. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a rough one to get through, to be honest. There's, you know, infidelity is kind of a big theme in there. So it's not the easiest thing to watch, but it's absolutely beautiful and magical to some degree. And so I always talk about it as being one of my favorite dramas of all time, but I always know that no one usually knows what that is. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I guess, yeah, that's a great drama, but no one has watched it but you. Um, and then there's like, this is, um, because this is my first life, another fan fave, um, Heartless City, uh, again, action, um, The Devil Judge, which was a couple That was really years good. Ago. Yeah, yeah, oh, that was God. really, really good, really oh, good. God. Um, and I was a big fan of My Liberation Notes um, from, um, was it last year? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. I watched that. Yeah, I also watched that one. Uh, was it last year? Yeah, I think it was last yeah, year. I think, and yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so that big, that was also yeah. a good one. Mm -hmm. So I I do I can watch almost any genre. Um, so I have favorites in all of them. Mm. Um, those are just a few, just a few off the top of my head. I'm the same. <laughs> I can do pretty much any genre, but I have to be in the right mood for it. Like I'm a, a very mood watcher. If I'm not yeah. in the right, yeah, if I'm not in the right mood, then regardless of what drama it is, it's not going to hit, you know, with me. So yeah, that that's, that's, that's me for sure. I will, so. I will say that there is a, a genre that I really don't watch actually, and it's medical. I, I cannot, oh. I don't do medical dramas very well um, because I don't do well with sad dramas <laughs> in general. <laughs> yeah. So that ties hand in hand usually with medical. And so I kind of just skip a lot of those. I, if I do get one down, it's very rare, mm. very, very rare. But um, like this year I watched Dr. Cha, which was surprising to me. Um, but in usual, I, I don't watch medical dramas very often. <laughs> there we go. See, I, there's probably a few that I'm like, uh, um, like lawyer, dramas i don't mind them but i feel like we had like a bunch of them back to back to back Ooh. and i'm like i need a break i need it i can't do i can't do another lawyer drama i need it like a little break <laughs> and i feel like also lawyer dramas are something that are way more specific to korean dramas than there are to chinese there's barely like any lawyer dramas in chinese drama really? land yeah really it's just not something that you necessarily watch um there's there's a few out there but they're definitely not as popular as in south korea i don't think um at least are the ones that but, i've watched so and in the like in the recent years there's been so many that i've gotten into law dramas because of it like yeah. i don't think i was as into them before and yeah, then yeah, all yeah. of a sudden because of like the onslaught of them i'm like i'm really getting into them and there was one from last year the one dollar lawyer that i really loved and i mean it was so good and i and it was supposed to be i think a second season but because of some drama that happened on the set with like the writer and everything they completely canceled the second season and like really like wrapped up the ending kind of quickly and i was like oh no! that's really annoying that's really so annoying, annoying when they do that yeah. Yes, yes, See, this but... is why I'm not going to lie. This is one thing that I always prefer in Chinese dramas over Korean. It's the fact that, yes, they may be longer, but they're not going to have a second season. So you know that for the most part, mm. 
you you don't mm. have to wait whereas for korean dramas everything seems to really be like broken in second seasons and I, i'm like what is happening this is so new it's like this kind of um i think it's the this this need to be a little bit more westernized when oh yeah 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 and it's so frustrating because one of the main reasons like over 10 years ago you know over 15 years ago since i've been watching k-dramas that was the one thing that i said was the trait about korean dramas mm -hmm. that i thoroughly enjoy or just asian dramas in general a lot of times was like you get one season you get your whole story kind of in these certain amount of episodes and then it's done and you don't have to wait around for another season you don't have to guess if they're going to come back or not and if the actors are going to change in the second season you know all the things that i was kind of like plagued by with a lot of growing up with some of the Western shows I used to watch. I was like traumatized, I think. And so I really enjoyed that about um, Asian dramas in general, like just having one season or yeah. just having, this is it. After 16 episodes, after 20 episodes, we're done. This new trend, I'm not a big fan of it. I cannot stand it, honestly, but there are a few ways that I can see them doing it properly, but it hasn't been done yet. <laughs> they haven't done it yet <laughs> they could do it right but they haven't done it right yet so yeah we'll see we'll see where they take it i'm not a fan of this uh new age thing yeah. that they're trying yeah. out so we'll see we'll see right that is all the questions shall we get into the go ahead uh review so i'm just going to yes. read through the plot so you know listeners know if they haven't watched it in a while they kind of like we can give them a little refresh of what it's about and then i'll just run through director cast that sort of thing and then we can go into the questions of you know things about it so that we can sort of give our review like that so go ahead the story revolves around three troubled youths who find solace in their common experiences to become the best family that they can be for each other growing up in dysfunctional households three individuals who are unrelated by blood treat each other like family as they yearn for the love that they cannot find at home Eldest brother Ling Xiao, second brother He Zhi and youngest sister Li Jianjian grew up together experiencing life's joys and strife as they support each other's chosen paths. As Ling Xiao and He Zhi graduate from high school, they return to their original families. 9 years later, the three are reunited, but the heartaches from their complicated family past become a shadow that constantly lingers. Can they finally fix their personal issues to become better versions of themselves that uh, that is actually a pretty good description let's like it's i took that beautiful. out so yeah well written this so well written like, i was so impressed by that one i was i like, know oh, right that's rare <laughs> whoever wrote this plot from so this was taken i took this synopsis out from mdl and if you guys have listened to me for a while or any Asian drama podcast who uses my drama list. We know their synopsis are sometimes hit or miss. And this one, so this one is a hit. This one's definitely really, really well done. Um, it yeah. tells you everything you need to know about this drama. Uh, so yeah, this drama was directed by the director Ding Zi Guang, and he directed things like Meet Yourself, Find Yourself, and My Amazing Boyfriend. 
The screenwriter is uh, Wang Xiong Cheng, and he directed Meet Yourself, Hi Venus, The Day of Becoming You, and Find Yourself. And this is like a two screenwriter drama. So the second screenwriter is Xu uh, Qian Mo, and she's done Meet Yourself, Go Ahead, and Find Yourself. Now, if you see all three of them, so they're kind of like a. Um, They've worked together. Yeah, yeah. A They've team. worked together yeah. <laughs> quite a few times. And the thing that I will say for these three, when they work together, they write characters beautifully. Like they do. So they've just done this a year. It finished up in January. Uh, was it January? January or February. They did drama Meet Yourself. And that is beautiful. It's like set in the outskirts of China. So, you know, very small town kind of life. And it's beautiful found family as well. So these three, when they work together, you know that you're going to get really good, um, really good, like found family drama goodness. So yeah, like the screenwriter Wang Xiong Cheng is someone that I follow. I love his dramas. Like he writes really, really nicely. I loved both, you know, I've watched High Venus. I've watched The Day of Becoming You. I've watched like pretty much all of his dramas and there isn't one that I haven't enjoyed yet. So yeah, he's a really good writer. So yeah, that's like the wonder team those three together do wonder really team. yeah 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 <laughs> those three together do really good work so i'm always on the lookout for you know whenever they're they're gonna work together so for the cast we've got uh one of my favorites and that's tan song yoon as lee jan jan now there is so for the first you know a couple of episodes we've got the little children yeah. who were cast my god i feel like these kids were cast to perfection against like the older uh ones and so lee jen jen is as a younger version is played by xiao song hua and then we have song way long as ling xiao also known as big brother so if we hear mm -hmm. if you guys hear us referencing that's who we mean <laughs> and um and then the younger version of Ling Xiao is play, played by Xu Wei Lu. And then we have Zhang Xinchang. He's also known as Stephen Zhang. That's like his English name that he goes by. And he plays Hezi Chui, who is like one of the hardest names to pronounce. Name. Like oh his my gosh. name <laughs> is just like one of those. Because I know I'm butchering what it. What are they that saying? Is... I could never get that. I could yeah. never catch it. There's like the the twee sound is like a really different kind of sound, and I cannot like wrap yeah. my head around how they say it. So I'm just hoping yeah. we're not, you know, I'm not butchering it too much. But so the younger version of his twee is Xiaoli Zenzen, and then we just have the two dads. We have Ton Song Yan as Li Hai Chao. He to me will always be noodle dad like i have seen this actor okay. exactly <laughs> like i have seen this actor in like many different dramas and i have seen him as pretty different characters and all i can see when i look at him is like noodle dad that is, <laughs> that is you know what i can see him as is like noodle dad so you know and then we have the police dad that's you know and that is played by the actor Zhang Shi Lin, and he is named, his character is Ling He Ping. So that is the main cast. And then this drama was broadcasted on the 10th of May of 2020. 
And the series was filmed from September 16th, 2019 to December 29th, 2019. So, you know, three month, four month shoot, which is pretty regular for a Chinese drama. And it was recorded in Xiaomen. So that is the area it was recorded in. So that's like all the little details that we, you know, that I've got on this drama uh so yeah let's get into the review shall we? we've got some questions and we're just gonna bounce off these questions for you know um for this now i'm gonna say this and i know the answer to this question so it's a bit <laughs> silly that i wrote it but <laughs> this is one of those questions that i tend to ask anyways but i thought i know the answer to this and she yes. but so what made you start this drama so <laughs> how this drama came to me and actually i want to mention that when you were on my podcast episode i mean my podcast earlier this year at the end i inquired about your recommendations for like people who are just starting into chinese dramas and you gave a nice list of recommendations and one of them that you i you know recommended was go ahead and at that time of us recording i think I would even say it. I said, like, out of all of the ones you listed, I would probably be the most interested in kind of watching Go Ahead yeah, because yeah, yeah. you kind of described this found family aspect to it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. And you said slice of life. You know, I was like right down my alley. And so, like, in the back of my mind, I had kind of wrote down your recs, but like that was number one. Like, if I ever have room or time in my schedule to watch a Chinese drama, I'm going to probably watch Go Ahead first. I had made up my decision about that. And then one of my K-drama friends, she has also watched a lot of C-dramas, but um, we were talking, I was telling her like, yeah, if I do watch one, I'm gonna probably watch this one called Go Ahead, recommended by Liliana. And she was like, oh yeah, that one's on my list too. So she, <laughs> she was like, when you watch it, let me know how it is. And then, you know, I'll decide if I wanna watch. I was like, okay, great. But never got around to it. Yeah. <laughs> Time went by, never found any room in my schedule to watch Go Ahead. But we had talked about after you kind of were on my podcast, like if you ever wanted me to be on yours, I would love to be a part of, you know, an episode of any kind. And so when you reached out to me about this, uh, this, you know, recording this episode, you were, we were kind of bouncing ideas off of each other. Like, what could we do? Do we want to review, you know, a C-drama yeah, yeah. and, and you were kind of give me options. But then at some point, I think I was like, what about go ahead? <laughs> like, <laughs> go ahead. How about go ahead? <laughs> because I needed an excuse to like, to watch force it. myself. <laughs> yes. I said I wanted to watch it. It was on my list, had been on my list since February of this year. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta squeeze it in. So that is how I ended up watching Go Ahead for the purpose of this episode. <laughs> episode. But, also, but also because I knew I wanted to watch it. If I was gonna watch the C drama, I knew I wanted to start with that one. It, it is a really good one to, to start. I will say what? this, go ahead. I was just gonna say. I was gonna say the the other caveat to this is that you mentioned that it's one of your favorites. So I was also quite nervous to watch oh, Go Ahead God. and record an episode about it because I was like, "What if I hate it? <laughs> what happens Do you know then?" What? Do you know what? And if you if if that was the outcome, then I would be more than happy to discuss it because I feel like it could lead to really good discussions. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. I feel like even when people disagree on things, it would, you know, it can lead to really good discussions. And like I was mentioning at the beginning of the episode, it would also um, 
I watched it in like that heat of everybody watching it and I feel like that can yes. influence you and like yes. you know set like it can sort of um it, it makes you feel like you've loved it even more because you get all of that you know community again like watching it at the same time and it amps up your feelings about it I feel so like it you know it's always going to be interesting to see somebody watching it when that isn't the case and then like how they feel about it because you know it can be very very different also I feel like this drama is quite special to me just because I met a very dear friend because of this drama and it was amongst you know the shutdown that is Twitter, the hellhole yeah. is Twitter. Yeah. She was tweeting about it. I was tweeting about it. And we kind of like slid into the into each other's DMs. And then like <laughs> it's history now. We've known each other for like three years. She lives on the other side of the world. She I lives like in know. USA. <laughs> so I haven't even like met her, like met her, met her. Like met, I've spoken. Yeah, her. like I've spoken to her on Zoom. I've you know, we talk to each other a lot of the time, but I've never met her, met her um exactly. but yeah so she's a very special person to me just i've never met her um you know not met her in you know physical sense we've seen physical each other on person. zoom like yeah. yeah yeah in person like we've yeah. talked to each other on zoom and like facetime and that sort of thing so yeah and it was because of this drama and actually i've got a very very small um discord server that you know i started and it was because of this drama as well because she was like oh you know maybe you should start something you know nice you know a little community so we did and uh that is it and a lot of the people that were there hadn't watched chinese dramas and this was the drama that I was like, I'll try this one. And then like a lot of new people that started it, like started watching Chinese dramas because of this drama. So I feel like it holds a special place to me. But even saying that, I am more than happy for people to be like, no, I don't like it. Or, you know, it's not my cup of tea or whatever it may be. And I'll be like, okay, cool. Let's talk about it. What is it that you don't like? And then we can, you know, agree to disagree and move on. I feel like that's the way to do really, really good, healthy discussions. So, so yeah. yeah I did feel some pressure starting it. No, I no, God, no, don't say that. I hope this is, do like, because the problem was that it was 40 episodes so i was like i am really gonna be taking out a lot of my time yeah. to really watch this so if this and when i watch dramas especially one that i know that i'm gonna be podcasting you know extensively on like you know especially guesting i'm gonna episode by episode i am i'm taking note like i am yeah, very yeah. serious so i'm committing a lot of time to this mm -hmm. i just hope that it's worth it in the end <laughs> Let's get it now. Let's ask now. Yes. Was it worth it? So the the way that I like, I knew I was going to answer this question if that was going to be what you were going to ask of like, did you like it or not? When I was watching episode 40, because it, it was 40 episodes, but I know that I, I read somewhere that they're on the TV version was like 46 yeah, episodes. Yes, so basically was that... it, there is no difference. It's just the way okay. they cut it for TV. They cut Got the it. episodes slightly shorter so that they can 40. do ad breaks. So yeah, it's 40 episodes online. It's the exact same thing for TV. It's just that theirs is 46 because the episodes are cut slightly different, but okay. it, you get the same exact thing. So yeah, yeah. So I finished episode 40, that final scene, which is them taking the family portrait photo. Yep. And I don't do this very often. I stood up and gave it a standing ovation in the quiet of, 
in the quiet of my living room by myself, I just stood up and I gave it a standing. The last time I did that was my liberation notes last year. (laughs) That is is high price. That is high price. I don't do that very often. And the other time before that was Demon Slayer, like season two of Demon Slayer, like standing ovation. So like, I don't do that very often. And I was just like, I wanted to talk to you immediately. Yeah. I almost, I caught my and you were talking about friends that you've made because of your podcast and watching, you know, dramas. My K-drama friend, I keep mentioning her, like, same thing. I, we became friends because of my podcast, basically, and the rest is history. But I immediately called her. I was like, I, and you she's need the to one watch who, it. <laughs> yes. And she was, I was like, I loved, I was telling her throughout, I was like, this is, it's, it's still going okay. Like, I would give her check-ins. I was like, episode, like, 10 would go, and I was like, I'm, I think I still like it. I think it's still good. And we were like, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. I thought I was going to get to like episode 15 and be like, I cannot make it to episode 40. I just know I can't. But I was giving her check-ins like, you know what? I I think I still like it. Oh my gosh. I think I kind of love it. Oh my goodness. I think it's amazing. Like all throughout. And then episode 40, I was like standing ovation, called her immediately and was like, that Watch was it. <laughs> so good. That was so good. You got to put it on your list. It is definitely on the list. Like you have to watch it. I loved it. I loved it. I feel like with this one, the story itself isn't like groundbreaking. There's not, you know, the story itself isn't, you know, tight or isn't, you know, that it's not. What makes this drama so special is the those five people. It's those five characters and the messages that they bring across of like family and what family means that it's not blood. It's like how you treat each other, how you care for each other. And it's like this beautiful rendition of like the found family. Now found family is I love it's one of my favorite tropes. My favorite as and well. It, it one could, of my yeah. And you know what? Found family is kind of like akin to what we were talking about. It's like community. It is exactly the same thing. It's the people that you choose to be in your life. And I feel like if you surround yourself with a really good, you know, found family, you are set in terms of, you know, just moving through life. And I feel like that's what this drama shows. Like you became so attached to these characters that you, I, I was like, I'm more than happy to watch them sitting there just having food and teasing having each other lunch. yeah having dinner together yeah. eating together absolutely because like and also it's like the conversations that came out of this drama like between the parents and between what it means to be a father what it means to be you know a re- irresponsible mother at that point what means to ask for forgiveness what means to earn that forgiveness and even although they could have done it slightly better um the fact that they touched on you know psychological problems and how parents actions can lead to psychological problems in children and then in adults um i feel like that's such a common theme that we see throughout generations now that we're talking more and more about you know mental health and like generational um problems and how that affects the next generation i feel like this drama really does tap into you know quite a few things of that so i'm always nervous to like recommend it because like <laughs> i loved it i did i did it's it's to this day it's still one of my favorite found families that i've watched um 
but I know it's not a drama for everybody because yes. it's hard yeah. to watch like those scenes with that you know with all three mothers like all three mothers Absolutely. have problems mm-hmm. and that can be a no-go for some people so you know it is understandable yep. that it isn't going to be for everybody but it is like a very special drama I think it's very special and I think the thing that I I think one of the things that stood out to me most about this drama was everything you just said but then also this concept of your family and your kind of personal relationships with people your interpersonal relationships with people being a part of your identity and i think a lot of asian cultures i mean i'm just thinking not american culture i think it's so much individual you know we're in so much individualistic but a lot of other cultures place like their identity and value on their role in a family a lot of times and i think this was a beautiful example of like what that may look like to some people how you being a father that is you you know like that what that's something that you pride yourself in your ability to be a good father to kids that aren't even your your blood you know like that is your identity there and then also you being you know your 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 mother leaving you and you kind of being adopted into a family and realizing like i have to be as more of a son (laughs) than i would have to be if i was your actual blood son you know what i mean like watching that like a character focus on being the best son they can be because they feel like they're not a son enough because Mm. they're not blood you know things like that where it's like your identity is tied to the role that you play in a family and i just loved exploring that because i feel like that's not I think it's 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 explored in dramas with not to this depth. I think it nice. goes a lot deeper. Um, and I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And how that it's all tied to, like you said, your mental health, like you recognizing like my identity is to be a good, you know, a good son or a good father. That's my identity. And then if or my a good mother, and then you're not that. Mm-hmm. Then what, then that what are you? As a you? Person? Yeah. Yeah, then what are you? You know, yeah. if you're not able to be a good son to your mother who needs you during this time are you not a good person now because of that you know like going through those thoughts and seeing those characters fight with that and wrestle with that i ate it up i was like wow this is so much deeper than i think people i was like if you don't watch this and don't take some of those kind of moments from it you're like you're missing it you're missing it that's so deep like there were so many moments i was like wow that is so deep the way that they kind of explored that and i loved it i loved it so much (laughs) i think i think also it's just one of those um parts where i don't know like even so normally in dramas you get like the cold people and then you get like the silly personalities right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you don't go not as often now but like in past dramas you wouldn't even go like into detail of like why is she constantly happy like that's not an okay Mm -hmm. mode for somebody and I really enjoyed that although like our female lead Lee Jun Jan in this one she is like the bright personality she also breaks down and she also leans on and she leans on her dad a lot and her dad like you know guides her through a lot of things that's happening in her life and I feel like when you look at them 
Jiang Jian is like the recreation of her father. And it's like everything yeah. that you can see that warmth and love and support can bring you. She is she's grown into like a beautiful, well acclimated adult. And it goes yeah. to show like how the other two brothers haven't, even though like Noodle I'm gonna call him Noodle Dad, even though Noodle Dad <laughs> has given them like that love and whatnot, it can't take away from like everything they've kind of suffered, you know, before he, they got to him, if that makes sense. Exactly. So, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know if there's anything that this drama didn't do too well. Like I, like I said, I know you mentioned like the mental health kind of discovery mm. and like the, the discussion, like they could have done a better job. But I actually think the way that they did it made so much sense at the same time. Like yeah. I feel like the way that it didn't go too deep into it, because sometimes when you, even at their age, like they're, they're pushing their 30s, you know, and they are still unsure of like where they really are mentally state, and how it's kind of very surface level for them recognizing some of the things that they're they're dealing with you know their mental health and so i just really love that where it was like so kind of unfinished you know what i mean it's like the journey has just begun the healing has just begun by the end and i I, i'm like what did it not do well i'm i really was like i don't i don't really know That's actually, that's actually a really good point. I hadn't thought about it that way, about like how as adults, as human beings in general, we're constantly growing, constantly changing, constantly learning. If you aren't doing all three or at least one of those, you're like stagnated in life and that isn't healthy. Like, you you know, you, we're constantly, (laughs) we're constantly changing. Like stagnation isn't a place where we want to be at. So we, you know, I feel like I hadn't thought about it in that way that yes, they're in their thirties, but they are constantly learning, constantly growing. So I feel like actually thinking about the ending and thinking about like how that's just the beginning of their next stage in life. So that is actually thinking about it that way that is like beautifully done in that aspect where it's just like the beginning of the next stage so yeah so good that's like this drama blew me away it it kind of sort of blew me away (laughs) i'm so glad i'm so glad i'm so glad there's just like there's like a lot of little details in because like what's good about this drama a lot of it comes from the dialogue i feel there's a lot of like i have when we you know come to the end i have quite a few like just a few quotes that are some of my favorites that i just want to share but i feel like the dialogues in this you know the themes are great but then like the dialogues that come from this drama are just so so good they're just so good um so so, yeah and i think that's a good um i think this type of dialogue the why we value it so much in this type of drama is this kind of slice of life feel that it gives mm-hmm. like a lot of your life is sometimes just sitting and talking to people yeah. <laughs> and if you're if you're making a story or a drama that has this as like the, the kind of core of it you have to have good dialogue that's inexcusable <laughs> this that is going to be a lot of the scenes there's just kind of like these characters having these moments of dialogue and you can see they put so much effort into that knowing that that was really like the crux of the story because like you said the plot itself isn't brand new isn't anything like to write home about but like the smaller details of this type of story 
that they've put a lot of energy in that and you can see it. I feel like that's a thing, a theme for both these screenwriters and this director wow. because I've just watched Meet Yourself and a lot of the conversations had are so important. They talk about like the, um, you know, how um, a relationship, you know, between a man and a woman should be like in terms of it should be supportive. It should be, you know, you have these characters that are saying, oh, no, you know, women should stay at home. And, you know, there's the male lead clearly being like, no, that's not how it should be like women should be able to do whatever they want to do and there's like really important conversations had and there's you know conversations about um skills not being passed down to the next generation because the interest just isn't there anymore yeah. and um there's really really good conversations had like and conversations between generations which i found really really interesting there's like you know the grandmas having conversations with our female lead and it brings really really good topics about so yeah that i feel like you know I loved Meet Yourself. The story there is also very simple. Basically, a female lead, something kind of like happens to her and she wants to take, she lives in this very fast paced, got to, you know, do work up the ladder, got to, you know, buy a house, buy a car, got to save money, got to, you know, very fast paced um, city life and something kind of happens and shakes her for a little bit and she's kind of like, I'm taking a sabbatical out of my job and I'm going to the countryside for, you know, three months. And it's her story and, you know, her story there and what she learns because she has to slow down. Like life there just doesn't work at the same pace as city life does. And it's all the conversations that come out of it. Again, story set up, very, very simple, but it's all about like the characters and, you know, the conversations had. And Go Ahead is exactly the same. So like if... Also, I think one thing that is very, very important is like the fa the five main people, you know, the five main cast. Mm -hmm. If their chemistry hadn't been on point between all of them, it, this this wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work at all. No. It wouldn't work at all. They felt genuinely related to me. Like mm. they felt like they had like a like the the watching of a family forming is only in found family dramas right so like usually when you go into a story and the story it's always about a family and it's a grandmother and it's the the father and then children you know like the family's already established like yeah, we don't yeah, watch yeah. that family become a family but in a story like this where you're watching a family become a family it's even more convincing that they're a family you know like yeah, we yeah, watched yeah. you become a family so there's no way you can't tell me you're not family so like there's like this early scene in kind of first couple episodes where I think it's our little bro and his aunt who constantly is forcing on him to like, you know, do right by your kind of father, noodle, yeah, noodle yeah, dad. Noodle dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you need to do right by him be, and do everything he needs and more because like you shouldn't even really be here kind of thing. And that yeah. pressure, of course, being put on him. But like, she does this in front of noodle dad and he completely breaks down like he come i mean he was drinking but he also i mean he just completely yeah. breaks He's like i'm so sick and tired of people telling saying. me i'm yeah saying that they're I'm not they're these not, dad's kids yeah I'm not their dad i'm not their dad you every time you put this on him and make him feel like he has to do more to prove to be my son you're making me feel like i'm not his father which yeah. i am i'm doing everything i possibly can to be his father and 
as the person watching, I'm like, absolutely. Like I saw what he has done for him already. That is his dad. Like you can't convince me otherwise. So I just really loved watching the formula, like watching a family form, like seeing yeah. that being kind of growing and then connecting and just like, oh, like I said, chemistry. If they didn't have that chemistry, that family chemistry, it would have never worked. It was wonderful. It yeah. was wonderful. And there's actually a later scene that we come back to and they're like, they're saying, oh, how can he be, um, you know, their dad or whatever it may be. And he, Noodle Dad, just says something along the lines of, you don't get to tell me what a family should look like. And I'm yes. like, that yes. is beautiful because yes. that is true. <laughs> that is so true. And also, I have so always true. been of the opinion that a dad is someone who shows up it isn't necessarily your you know blood it isn't necessarily your biological dad it isn't necessarily your biological mom a parent mm -hmm. or a mom and a dad or two dads or two moms or whatever it may be you know whoever's taking care of you that's who your parents are because you know showing up for that kid is like the most important thing that a parent can do so you know he's fulfilling that down to a t he shows up he dotes on them he you know tells them off when they need to be told off when but, they you know yes. <laughs> when they need to listen to that harder choice or whatever he, they, he tells them how it is so I just feel like he's like the at that point when I was watching this drama I hadn't really watched any kind of like good dads in dramas dads tend to be portrayed like really badly in dramas <laughs> and I'm like this is the best dad that I have ever watched in a drama like I just feel like he's supportive and I almost feel like he so whenever you watch a drama that has a mom and a dad you know typical mom dad scenario the mom tends to be like the one that's doting and caring and the dad tends to be you know the uh reason of you know law whatever but you have no mums that are doting and caring in this drama so that falls on the dad and he just does it so beautifully so yeah i and one of your questions is kind of MVP character. Yeah, yeah. Who's your MVP character? Like, and I was gonna say obvious Noodle Dad, right? It was like obviously it's Noodle Dad. Like for everything you just said, I was like, oh, obviously Noodle Dad. However, I felt like my MVP like kept changing throughout the kind of like yeah, <laughs> like the, the drama in a way. Like in the first half, I really have to say it was definitely Noodle Dad. And then there was this moment where. Um, Jean Jean, yeah. she like had she her growth, like her development, like her becoming like, you know, beautiful, have this beautiful career that she starts, you know, like she's just like, oh, my gosh, she's living and thriving without yeah. her brothers, you know, <laughs> so I just really looked up to her at that point. But then I think the real person like after all of it was said and done, my favorite like character actually ends up being little bro. Really? And a lot of people, a lot of people go for little brother. Little bro, it's definitely my my fave because I'm he's a, to me in the family structure he's a middle child and I'm also yeah. a middle child and I have middle child syndrome and I really believe in it and so I think that was one of my connections with him was like I, he felt like a middle child in the family structure but then also I think even when he was a little one like the child like the children actor actors oh my gosh were so good but like his you know his little um when he was a little boy how 
he was was just so adorable so sweet but i saw the pressure on him like i think that's what got me like watching him grow through that pressure pressure of like wanting to be the best son to someone who he felt like you know was what i have to prove like yes yes i i loved watching his process through that and i loved his growth i think one of the and i liked how he was kind of also all over the place at times like with him kind of run this 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 bakery oh but like God. also not making any money from it i was just like someone guys help him out please help him out but like i love that he was not you know he was all over the place but all at the same time he was all about his family he loved him through and through i loved his kind of that moment when he was trying to understand how he felt about his little sister mm -hmm. you know he was thinking it was something else when it really wasn't that it was just his desire and need to be a part of the family registry yeah. like he's like i just need to be a part of this family he just wants officially. to belong and i mean yes. who yes. doesn't want yes. to belong that's all who he wants want that he just that's wants he to belong wants. somewhere he was my absolute favorite i loved him i even loved how he was able to be okay with, you know, their relationship that, you know, the relationship that formed and the romantic relationship that formed <laughs> between our quote unquote siblings, you yeah. know, like how that, he just kind of accepted that and moved on and just kept living his life. And I loved when, um, when Big Big Brother's sister came, when they, when she came, um, when, you know, and how he took her in, in a way. They kind of take kind of, her, yeah, they take her in <laughs> under their wing, don't they? I just loved everything. I loved everything about his character. So I think at the end of the day, he ended up being my kind of MVP. Um, but I did value so many of the other characters throughout like different points of the drama for yeah, sure. Yeah. I think it's one of those where you just get attached to watching them grow as characters. And also yeah. I feel like we we touched on it briefly, but the kids who played the younger versions of our three main yeah. characters they were brilliant like they i don't know i don't know i could see the adults as those kids like the mannerisms Easily. and everything Easily. you could see them as each other and it was brilliant brilliant i was like how so. did they do that i was like this is amazing that they were able even able to to do that because you're right the way they were able to portray the mannerisms from these little children actors and it kind of mapped on beautifully to how they kind of grew up i was like wait how is that did they study the child actors like, you know or it's just that the characters that they had written on the page were so thorough that the actors were able to just like really grab hold exactly so i think it's come down to the writers for sure um a testament to the writing definitely. now i know now i know tan song yoon and steven zhang both of them brilliant actor so that's jan jan and little brother and, yeah. they are brilliant amazing. brilliant amazing. brothers i mean mm -hmm. actors like i've seen them in various other things song way long so he's older brother now he's arguably out there a lot of people say he's just like a pretty face with not a lot and I could see that because a lot of his other dramas aren't necessarily like his best work. So I don't know if this was a case of right writer and right director, you know, just taking him under their wing and kind of like making him do, because I feel like he did a pretty good job in this drama. I think so too. I absolutely, so, I, I could, now that you've mentioned it though, like what, okay. So I will say this, something I did notice 
I think I noticed it because of the acting and I, it felt uh, new. Wooden? <laughs> Not wooden, but like new. And so when I looked up his age, I was like, oh, he's young. So I realized like it could just be that where he's just kind of like, you know, he's a newer actor. So he just doesn't have as much experience. And that's what I'm reading on the screen. But I didn't think he was, I mean, the character fit the woodenness. So I yeah. couldn't say who wouldn't. Yeah, I was like, that yeah. woodenness worked in his worked favor. in his favor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I couldn't be mad at it. So I think he actually did a good job portraying the character that was there. You can tell he did a good job doing that, but I could see that if he didn't have that character and he was playing something totally different where the woodenness would probably remain. And yeah, then we were like, work. wait a second, <laughs> this doesn't so fit this character. <laughs> he, comes, he comes from like a modeling background. Modeling. So yeah, yeah. So he was- I mean, he's a beautiful face. Yeah. Beautiful face, you're yes. absolutely right. Beautiful face, but the acting in comparison to little bro um and john john like definitely i could see so much not a i didn't want to say like a divide but like i could but see there the, is yeah there is yeah i could see the difference i could there see is. the difference those those two they are both older um older. I yes think, yeah I so, yeah tan song is in her 30s and oh. i think steven zhang is probably hitting his 30s as well so but they have acted in a lot of things and they are pretty experienced and especially for steven zhang he's done a bunch of different dramas like he's meddled in a lot of different things range. so he yeah he has yeah. he has a lot of range um so so yeah both of those are pretty experienced they are very uh, good actors for me anyways i love them both um for song way long he was kind of like like i said he this was the first thing i saw him in so i was like at the time i was like oh you know mm -hmm. okay he's okay like you know yeah but now that i've watched more from him i'm like mm, okay i get uh -oh. it now i get it i get it so this has it. actually become like a bit of a theme because um with last year love between fairy and devil i was like i didn't really like dylan wang like i'd watched him a couple of times before but i then watched him in love between fairy and devil and i was like my god he can act so <laughs> he's been like improving slowly whereas with song way long i haven't seen yet that improvement mm. so i'm hoping that you know he's got a couple of projects upcoming who knows if he'll uh, you know he'll yeah. work better or not but yeah um i i'm willing to give like actors a chance if they're willing to work and improve their craft um so if they're actively working on it and you can see like with every drama them getting better and better then you know you know they're actively working on it so yeah but i think you're i think what you said earlier though i think it might also just be the team that he was a part of like brought up the best that they could that could possibly have gotten from him i think they got the best and everything else you would have to have that same kind of perfect atmosphere for him to kind of nurture more and i i don't know maybe he doesn't get, he's not going to keep getting that going forward I feel but like, like yeah i feel like with meet yourself which is the other drama that all three of these have worked on and actually they have done a drama called find yourself so all three of them worked on it 
I know. It's like it's all yeah. And find yourself. The main character is Song Wei Long. So Big Brother plays the main oh. male lead in that. I haven't watched it. I have heard oh. mixed reviews about it. I have okay. heard mixed reviews. I am gonna go in like one day. I am gonna go in and watch it just because I'm curious to see. Yeah. Um, I believe Find Yourself was done before Go Ahead. I think oh. it might be a before or I'm not. I can't quite remember if it's a before or an after. I'm just gonna quickly mm -hmm. check. Um. But yeah, they it's the same director, same um two writers. Um and it oh no, same year, 2020. So same year. It was released in 2020. But what uh, about like maybe the it's like the experience of, you know, our our actress <laughs> maybe helped as well in go ahead. Maybe whoever he's working, he's kind of working across in. It does. So I was just checking up the MDL um page for find yourself and it's got an 8.1 on there so that's definitely not good. the same as go ahead though because go ahead is like a nine point it's oh like yeah 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 9. Go, 9, ahead. 9, 9, 9 go, go ahead go ahead is like one of the highest um <laughs> highest chinese you know rated chinese dramas but i feel like Actually, it's because find yourself is like an office romance as well so that's not gonna hit for everybody quite yeah. like yeah. um but but yeah i i don't know that it'll, it'll be interesting to see one day i will go and check it out but for example for meet yourself which is the other one that they've also uh, you know same director same two writers they have got two of the like best actress and actress so the female lead for that is liu yifei she is the uh, actress who played mulan in the disney adaptation so that's her and then the male lead is Lee Xian. He's a brilliant actor as well. So that's Meet Yourself. It's got like the perfect of perfect everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah. Cast, director, writing. It's like it's not, not, not that Go Ahead doesn't, because I still like Go Ahead slightly more just because more. I just Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because I just absolutely love the like family unit from this drama, but I feel like both of them are really strong dramas. So, so yeah, another one to add to your list, Lola. <laughs> I, I'm definitely gonna add it. I've already looked into. It, I'm gonna be honest. I had already kind of did my own research on like what else cast yeah, yeah. has done and what else yeah. the writer and directors have done because i was so blown away by go ahead i was like i have to get more and then mm -hmm. seeing that they worked together like they moved together to do other things i was yeah. like oh without no, no brainer i'm definitely gonna have to watch one of these mm -hmm. but I, I i don't know i wasn't sold i think on find yourself i think i don't i don't yeah. i was sold so i, I do haven't... have another but not find yourself no. <laughs> There is, so Meet Yourself is the other one, but also The Day of Becoming You, one of, it's not the same director, it's different director, but it is one of the writers, and it's also mm -hmm. Little Brother is the male lead in that, and you'll oh, see him as a, you'll see also, it's only 24 episodes, so that one is a shorter one, and it's kind of like a swap body, um, you know, drama. Oh, I, oh, I did look this up, I, I watched the trailer of this one. I loved it because I love yeah. body switching because it's kind of like fish out of water, which is another of my favorite tropes where you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. having to pretend to be someone that you're not so that, you know, love it. So I had already thought about that when I was like, should I watch this? You should. You definitely should. 
Okay. Definitely. I'm excited. <laughs> it's very it's very funny and also it's like night and day because little brother over there plays kind of like this cold male lead and it's like night and day. I would love night to see it because I loved how all over the place and cutesy kind of at Yeah, yeah. completely so different. Great. I love that. Okay, this is great. Oh. Cool. Just more, you know, just more recommendations. We've gone off track, but that's I'm fine. So no, 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 no. <laughs> You're fine. Do you know why? I feel like when I listen to your guys's podcasts. So I was listening to, um, you know, Jess from the Daybuck, and I've recorded with her plenty of time. Like I've recorded for her podcast. She's recorded with me, and she has like a way more structured um, way of recording. And when she came on my podcast, I completely led her astray and we were all over the place. And I'm like, it's me. I do it's this. Me. I bring You're this problem. chaos to people. <laughs> but I, it's okay. I don't mind it. I love that. I always say that a lot of times with my, my podcast, I do structure because it's just me talking a lot of times. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. I feel like I can't be too rambling, but I do fit that in a lot of my rambling but I do like it to feel free flowing like mm -hmm. as in like it's just it's, we're just going with the flow if yeah. we go that's just going with the flow and that's fine that's, that's me that's me like <laughs> yeah. I, I I often just have like a couple of bullet points and I just go like with that I can't do it any other way I can't do it any other way me too. but me too. I go off track so many times but I've I've got I've reached the point where I just accept it like people have yes. listened I'm almost like at the one year mark at this point people know what they're getting when they, they click on the episode <laughs> they know it's in that and that's what they're coming back for if you were to have changed that or been something totally different then they wouldn't be listening right so yeah. i think it works beautifully and like i appreciate it and like i feel more comfortable yeah, when yeah i'm yeah. recording with something and it's like we can just you know take Chat, it as it yeah goes. it's a lot more comfortable so we've kind of gone through some of the other points so i'm just going to skip ahead a few and let's talk about what were some of your favorite scenes in go ahead and i'm sure there's probably a few <laughs> there's tons i loved everything about the kind of opening of the story with all the the younger the children actors like i loved loved like all of those episodes it was just so good because i think i was loving the performances so well yeah so like that was really to stand out to me and that was obviously the beginning of the drama so knowing that it had that up front was a good sign i was like okay this is they already got me so i was very 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 pleased with the opening but the very first kind of major scene for me that really was just like wow was that breakdown scene i was talking about with noodle dad like when he had that yeah. moment after he got drunk you know they were supposed to be having a celebratory time and he kind of just like snapped i thought it was beautiful so that was definitely um the kind of first scene of mine that I was just like wow I love this and I think yeah. I just love breakdown scenes very a lot yeah 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 you'll see as I keep going through my my favorites they're like all of the breakdowns all the breakdowns there's a few there's a few of them and I no. loved every single one of them um and I and I want to say that I think and this is going to because I was going to say his that breakdown little um, big bros breakdown at the end, like around yeah. episode 30, I think, when he was talking, you know, to his mom and, and he his, just lets it band. rip. Yeah, let's it go. And he tells her and he says, I think it's probably one of the quotes like that were my favorite. I don't have it exactly. But when he tells her, like, I 
I was doing all that I could so that I can give all that I can to those who never abandoned me. Yeah. Like I want to give them everything or more. And I was like, that sums up his character for me and why he was my MVP. Like you, he was that person where it was like, I see the people in my life who have done so much for me and I just want to give back all of that. And I love that. I mean, I love that. I love that. Another one that I don't think we've talked about is the character, like her friends. Um, oh Jen yeah, Jen. like yeah, 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 her group of friends. Yes, yes. and her, one of her friends, and um, I'm trying to think of her name now. I can, um, I don't think I can pronounce it. But the one who fine. isn't the former child actor, not the former child actor friend, uh, the, the other, other one. one. At, at, you know, when they met, and she used to like little big bro, and then she starts liking big bro. Uh, like, I'm just trying to think. I'm just gonna go through the cast, see if I can uh, remember their name. So we've got, uh, it's either going to be Chi Ming Wei, yeah, it's going to be Chi Ming Wei because Tang San, Tang San is the China, she's the child actress, so it's got to be Chi Ming Wei. She also had a, a beautiful breakdown scene to me as well because her mother is very oppressive and kind yeah. of, and so like she has this moment where she kind of like lets it all out, like, I did these things behind your back anyway, you know, like you, you thought I was doing these things, you know, doing being the perfect student and child to you, but I was just doing things behind your back because I was so afraid of you, you know, and she just kind of finally let her mom have it. So I think all of those breakdowns, which those were my three main ones were like, to me, amazing performances and just really got me. And I have to say, I also loved a lot of the scenes with the three siblings, like, like even when they were chill you know children but definitely yeah. as they were older because there was a moment where i could say was my least favorite of the drama this moment of when they reunite after the two brothers have have come back yeah. um after being away abroad um for so long and then there's just this awkwardness between all of them which was natural and understood but for me it was torturous because i was just like i want them to just be you know happy and getting to know each other again as adults but they were like fighting it in a way and it was so stressful for me watching so i was like i know this isn't them they want to you know yeah they want to be you know i think there was like a in those scenes i remember like i rewatched a couple and i was rewatching those scenes specifically of them like reuniting and coming yes. back together and it is very awkward but especially for like jan jan because she has grown and she has developed whereas little brother and older brother they're kind of like stagnated in terms of their growth because all they wanted to do was to come back whereas jan jan yes. accepted that at the time they weren't going to come back and she kind of like moved along with her life she created yeah. a life for herself outside of her brothers whereas they kind of didn't they kind of like were doing everything to sort of come back to her and to like the family unit so i feel like that awkwardness was always going to be there because they diverged yeah. their paths completely outgrew each other and they just didn't know who they were as adults and as people like in their minds they were the people that you know i think it's like nine years or whatever that they're apart that's yeah. who they were you know to them at that point but that's not who specifically she is anymore and there is actually a beautiful scene with her and her dad after they kind of like yeah. come back and they're talking about it and she's talking it through and she is trying to put on this brave face but she's angry and she's hurt and she has oh. all of these feelings pent up that you know 
from them just leaving her without explaining anything, which was always the major problem. If they had explained to her what was happening, she would have been fine. Like she would have found a way of keeping them connected. But that wasn't the case. They kind of like didn't explain to her what was happening. So I felt like that scene with her and her dad, and she just lets her guard completely down. And she breaks, you know, with her dad, and her dad sees through her, and he's like, she needs, you know, she needs me right now. And it's like the, it's one of the most beautiful scenes I've ever watched. It's like this unconditional love just enveloping yes. her, and yes. her just letting everything go. And you can physically see everything come out of her body. And it's like, it's a beautiful scene. So that's one of my favorite scenes that comes out of that, you know, awkwardness and, or, you know, that situation of them meeting back up again. Um, so, yeah, and you can see like how stagnated they were, that they even chose careers that were, you know, tight with her. To her when she was yeah. younger. Yeah, when they were younger. And I, and I loved, like, I think you calling calling like calling that out was one of the things that i really appreciate about this story because it did like explore the way that you know numbers <laughs> like an age does not determine when you grow up necessarily yeah. or when you have become who you think you are supposed to be or who you're becoming or whatever so it thought it was really great to show the the, the contrast between someone like her when she was younger she just like would hold on to their arms and one of the things i think she even would say was like oh when when i get older you know i'm not going to do anything my brothers are just going to sit and take care of me like that was something she even said when she was younger yeah, yeah, yeah and then all of a sudden we see her be the one that's like actually i could take care of my brothers if i needed to be you know like that's what i loved and then in comparison you see these brothers like you said when they were abroad they were really just trying to get back and in trying to get back they weren't thinking about growing themselves at all no. <laughs> they were survival mode they were like i'm just trying to survive and i'm surviving just so i can return back to her mm. you know and that's not gonna grow you as a person like that it's just gonna keep you alive like that's all they needed yeah. was the motivation to stay alive really but they didn't they didn't grow they didn't develop at all so when they did re reunite it turned into her looking at these people that like are looking at her as someone that she's no longer she's like i'm not yeah that little girl anymore and i'm yeah I'm, I'm not her anymore. but they are still you're the ones them are the same. yeah yes you're the ones that are the same i'm not and because of that i need you guys to kind of like let me show you that and i think yeah. that's the awkwardness was that they were trying to still force on her something that she wasn't she and she was needing them to see something differently yeah. and I, I i it was so hard There's... to watch though because I miss them being so close together. Mm. I really did. So it was a hard time to watch, but it was very understandable. Like it yeah. made so much sense that they had to go through that kind of relearning each other. Yeah. And there's actually a really beautiful quote and I didn't write down who it was, but just by the gist of it, I know it's probably like a noodle dad kind of quote because it's like, <laughs> it sounds like him. And I wrote down and it fits perfectly with what you were saying about like growing up. And the quote is, people do grow up at once. What does it mean? It means that you're an adult in legal sense on your 18th birthday, but it doesn't mean you've grown up. The true growing up is coming in a flash. No one knows except yourself. Your mind will change. You will feel the weight of life. At that moment, you grow up without anyone noticing. That moment, it can be the next second, tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, 10 or 20 years later, your whole life changes. 
And it's like, it's such a beautiful sense. Like that quote, it's like they were saying, you know, I think I think it was one once one of them turned eighteen. I I can't remember what I scene. It, I, I actually, it's Big Bro who says it. Is it? See, I knew it. Like yes, I yes. thought it was a Noodle it's Dad not, quote. Like I cannot. I, I wrote it yes. down. Did not write it where it was from or who said it. But it's like, see, it's one of those scenes where you kind of think, yeah, actually, that makes so much sense. Because it at 18, at 18, everybody just expects you to know life. You're, You're an adult. adult. And that quote is such a beautiful quote of them saying, yes you're an adult in the legal age but that doesn't mean you're an adult emotionally or you're an adult you know ready to handle life as it is so i i feel like that's that is one of my favorite quotes of the whole drama um because it's so true both of the brothers they turned 18 and but they yes. were not adults they were still little lost kids like that's what i feel they were and all they wanted was to come home and that's you know yeah so i will i this isn't a question on that on our list but i was going to bring this up like we haven't talked about the mothers Oh, and yeah, I, I was wondering if we should just kind of briefly touch we on should. that. We should. We probably should. We probably <laughs> should. So to me, all the mothers are horrible. <laughs> I know. It's rough. It's it was so rough. It was. I, I even like the the banding met like that happens in the first you know begin you know first couple episodes of like mothers just legit walking away from their child like just. In while their child's standing there, they're just like with their suitcase walking away. It was just mind blowing to me. I I thought it was like I I'm like why how is this possible? But what I liked about it was that I I feel like you were saying usually the story is about the mother being the nurturing, caring mm. one, and the fathers are always the ones that walk away, that just yeah. disappear, or they're, or they're so deadbeat that you know they it'd be better off they were dead, you know that kind of thing. But in this case, it's like, no, it's the mothers that are legit the worst. They are not there for their kids. They completely abandon them. They walk right out of their lives. And yet we're supposed to kind of, as the story develops, we're supposed to go along with the children returning to these mothers and these, mm. you know, and, and, and accepting these mothers. Excuse me? <laughs> They're supposed to accept them all of a sudden? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't like any of it, like, so Big Brother's mother is the worst out of all three the of worst. them. But, the worst. But, and this isn't an excuse. It's not an excuse. Mentally, she was not in the place to be a mother at that stage. She didn't grieve properly. She didn't, you know, she needed to be in counseling, in therapy, ther lots of therapy, because lots. at that place and time after losing, you know, after losing her little kid, she doesn't know. Technically, the guilt needs to lie with her and not with Big Brother because she Absolutely. left them alone. She left them alone and she left them there for an accident to happen. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you're leaving two kids alone. That was your choice. So even before that had happened, she already had, like, questionables. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like she's a questionable mother in general since yeah. like the cause of her, her, you know, her daughter's death is really her running off to go gamble, I believe, is the yeah. story. Is that she walked them at home and the reason why she died is because she was choking and yeah, and in the yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't get yeah, to her. It was, yeah, it's like that was from the very beginning, before we even meet her. Like her backstory is like mothering questionable from the from the start. So she definitely had mental health issues prior. And mm. it could be tied to her marriage. Not dad, being, you know, yeah. police police dad was never there. He no, was I, never at home. No, he was never at home. So, you know, there were some things that were just all wrong from the start with that family. And, she, you know, Big Bro was taking the brunt of it. Yeah. But then you go to, like, say little brother's mother and her story is kind of understandable like she does walk away but she walks away for a very specific reason you know she can't take care of him at that time and she has these people like following her and whatnot so there is a lot to her story i've always thought have they redeemed her enough for her to like come back into the fold and i feel like for her it's a work in progress she has started that journey and they her and you know little brother have kind of like started that journey of healing together Mm -hmm. so i feel like at least she's on the right path to Mm -hmm. you know and it's not like she abandoned her child by herself she left him with someone who she could see would treat him you know like a child so i guess there's some merit there you know i completely forgave little 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 brother's mother completely Mm -hmm. forgave her like i was it was easy for me and i don't because i completely agree with what you just said but i also i think i forgave her because i feel like the the person that we who really need to forgive her was our little bro yeah yeah i think and i think he technically never needed to forgive her i think he always in the back of his mind he still just cared and loved her he just wanted her back in his life he just wanted his mom that's all he wanted he just wanted his mom so yeah so i felt like i didn't have to forgive her because he was like as, as long as she returns i'm happy you know and that think that's what i was okay with i think and then he needed to know from her that he wasn't abandoned. She didn't just say, I don't want you as a child anymore. I think what happened was like, she had to go to jail. Like she literally yeah, did yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like, I can't, I can't be your mother right yeah. now. So I feel like that was all he needed to know was like, hey, she didn't actually abandon me. She just yeah. could not physically be my mother. I think during that like time. her biggest error was not explaining to her child. Not explaining. And I it get it. Me. I get it. Like there's that I... embarrassment there and there's that, you know, but I feel like it would have been better to have explained it rather than having yeah. him feel like his mother abandoned him, that he wasn't worthy of being with his mother. So I feel like, you know, that would have been the lesser of two evils, which is to be just tell the truth. Yes, so just be, be honest. honest. Yeah, and I love though that Noodle Dad like really calls her out on all of that. Mm. Like he's the reason I think she was able to come to this realization of like all all the errors of her ways. Like he broke it down to her. Like you have to tell him. Like you can't just let him continue to believe. Like you just just threw him to the side of the road. Like you did not. You had a real reason, legitimate reason, to not be there in his life. That's not because you didn't want him. That was for another reason. He needs to know that. And again why noodle dad is the best 
character ever is because he was the one that everyone really had to go to to kind of get you know their life together <laughs> like he's the one who saw through everyone yeah he could read people easily like he read them so well and what i and find just picking back off your comment what i find really interesting is that so in his generation whether it be to the police dad whether it be to big brother's mom whether it be to little brother's mom like noodle dad is the sounding board as he should be because yes he's, he's the only wise. sound person he's, he's the, the only, only sound, sound person. person and he's the only competent parent competent <laughs> so only one you know as he should be the sounding board but what i found really interesting was that then when you move to the kids you see that jung jung is like the sounding board for the two brothers and for even for her friends even for friends. her friends yeah. a lot of the time yeah. she's the sounding board just like her dad was and i feel like you know it just really shows she's her father's daughter through and through daughter. Yeah. and it's like it's so obvious but even like even her mother like i feel like that was such a sad story because she had to choose between having that child or staying alive basically it was like one or the other and she there was like a lot there was still conversations had of like noodle dad saying is this fair for you to be like you are condemning this child to grow up without a mother and i feel like she was only able to do that because she knew what kind of man she had yeah. married yeah like because otherwise she, she wouldn't like yeah, she knew absolutely. she would want to bring this child into the world as like her last legacy so yeah i felt that like and that I, was still beautiful and the other thing i do like about noodle dad as a character tying into all of that is like i something that i just personally have a hard time with are like perfect characters like characters mm -hmm. where it's like nothing they can do no wrong everything is great about them they're perfect they're beautiful and i felt like there were there could have that could have been the case for noodle dad but there was this level to him of like and i think police dad points it out a lot it was like he could be a little bit like a pushover in a way yeah like, to some extent and so he wasn't a perfect character in that no, like I sometimes you're like you're letting people, you know, walk over you when you shouldn't. And and you're not, you know, the most wise sometimes if you let these people do treat you that kind of way. Mm. And then there were other times when he would completely prove us wrong. He's like, I'm not a pushover. You know, like when uh, little bro's dad came back into his life, he was like, no, you're not, you're not taking my kid away. Why yeah, you taking my like son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. So I was, and, and even police dad was was shocked. He was like, "Wait, where did this come from? <laughs> I've never seen you like this before." So I'm like, I just love that his character did not, for me, become this kind of like really monotone character where it was just like, "Oh, of course he has the right thing to say. Of yeah. course he's always yeah. going to be the best, the perfect, everything." There were times where he would be a little bit not incompetent, but it was like, "You're, you know, you're, 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 you're be a little pushover there. You're, you're letting someone say something you shouldn't really believe them." And you know, and even with him falling, kind of and love with you know little bro's mom like how that was really kind of awkwardly and cutely done yeah, yeah, like, yeah. i love everything about that so yeah he's just another testament i think i think for him i think for him what it is is whenever it was like you know the grandmas and the aunties in the, in the neighborhood <laughs> trying to push him into a relationship he's like oh fine whatever you know whatever as soon as anybody touched the kids that's it kids. that was a whole, a whole different, different person, person. and different i feel person. like that is such a parent thing Everything. like that's such an innate 
parent thing yes. that like I'm not like I'm not a parent like I I no experience and you're but, I. <laughs> yeah. but I feel like a lot of parents will stand true to this and they will say you know I can be the nicest person but if you come near my kids then we're talking differently yeah. we have a, yeah, problem. have a problem and I feel like that was so well executed in this right. drama because like as soon as anybody came near his kids no matter if it was like his biological daughter or the other two the other two were just like they were his kids he made no distinction i love that about no him that he made no, no distinction. distinction whatsoever between oh. adult you know his adopted kids and like his biological daughter like there was no difference that's his kids full stop and i love that i really did yeah love that Oh my gosh, so well done. So well done. I just I just love this drama so much. Like the character. Well, I, I have a question for you Go for about, it. about um the romance. Okay. Where's your stance on that? Where's your stance on the romance uh, between Gunjan and her big brother? <laughs> I know that sounds really weird, but you know, yes. they're not real. So I feel like with them it was never quite once they'd passed once they'd met back up right not necessarily when he was younger but there's even this scene where when they're in their teens she kind of like lays in his bed and he says yeah. you're never allowed to lay in my bed like yeah. Yeah. like he starts drawing that line very early, early on early. Very, early. very early on whereas, whereas with little brother that's not the case that's not the case with little brother you can see that he's he he loves her but he's not in love with her, in love with her. so no, like his want is to be part of the family like family. officially yeah. be part of the family right which he gets because that his mother marries her, I'll marry her. yeah 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 <laughs> like, so it's different it's different but when big brother comes back like big brother you could already see was in love with her like that is the light in his life so to speak so it would be kind of obvious that he would fall for her because she's the one bringing the warmth and the light into his life so i don't know i feel like it was handled okay so i wasn't mad about it because if it had been handled differently, whereas I had seen them as siblings, I had never like I I saw them like even even when they're like bickering, it's little brother and Jian Jian that are bickering, and it's like big yes. brother that is just kind of like taking care of them stepping both in. and yes, like and stepping in, in yeah. as someone who's <laughs> older and kind of like taking care of the situation. So mm -hmm. he was never kind of like you know in that aspect. Um, and I feel like to the story, this was the way of making everybody part of the family, like yeah, officially. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't like I wasn't a hundred percent sold on the romance, but I wasn't exactly yeah. mad about it either. So, what were your no, thoughts? That's completely my exact. You took the words out of my mouth. I yeah. was not mad at it at all. It. I mean, if for any. I mean, actually, considering I don't really like. Um, I like strangers to lovers more than just kind of like friends to lovers kind of mm -hmm. format. So usually that's like the least thing that I like is when it comes to romance. So I was already ready to like be just kind of really dislike it, yeah. but I actually didn't like it at all, but I like, wasn't mad at it, but I also wasn't completely in love with it either. As yeah. in like, I completely 
we thought their romance was just like, you know, it was, it took over the story and it was just like, oh, they're, they're, they're together. I'm so excited that they're together. Like, mm -hmm. no, I still think the focus was about this family and how they became a family, but not at all to me a romance. Like the story no. to me could have completely done without it. And I still think it would have worked in the end, uh, but yeah. I, would have had a really hard time had they brought someone in to be with the brothers at the same time. So yeah, that's why yeah, I knew, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I knew it was like, okay, so they have to, he has to be with her because I don't want him to be with anyone else. Nine, <laughs> and nine. I don't want her to be with anyone else. So I think it worked in the end for me. But it, originally I was like, uh, it's, it's not anything to write home about by nine. any means. Nine. I think it was like, it was done well enough but it wasn't the focus well of, of the drama exactly yeah. exactly yeah. it didn't distract exactly yeah, yeah it yeah. could have easily distracted from yeah. this, this great yeah. story they had already did but i think they like I said they handled it pretty well considering mm. yeah yeah that's uh what else have you got have you got anything else to mention or I I was, I'm checking my list. Oh, yes, I do. And I think this is Go a ahead. perfect thing to kind of end on as far as my questions. Yeah. I, okay, well, I'm like, should I end with this or should I end with something else? No, okay, <laughs> so the, the title, Go Ahead. Yeah. Why is it titled Go Ahead? To me, now I haven't looked into it. I sometimes do, I sometimes don't. To me, it's like, it ties in so it ties in with the story itself because it's like you keep going don't you? you like all of this stuff happens but you go ahead like you keep going and i feel like that to me that is what the title is about it's like just keep going and you do and life does itself work out eventually i think and it's like this <laughs> yeah it's like this journey of you know keep growing keep learning keep you know just keep moving and i feel like that's what it is but i feel like there's probably like a deeper meaning with it um sometimes it has nothing to do with the um chinese title sometimes it does i'm just gonna look it up and see what it comes up as the chinese title because i don't actually even know what the chinese title for yeah. it is uh let's see what mdl says uh so this is not saying it Oh my, oh no. Uh -oh. no. Sorry, no, I've just realized uh -oh. apparently they're making, apparently they're doing a Korean remake. You're kidding! No. <laughs> There's no way, no way. You're kidding. Don't oh touch my this goodness. title. What, why? Anna, are you kidding me? It's called oh, no. a. <laughs> Apparently it's called, oh, I think I have come across this and I wasn't happy. It's apparently called a prefabricated family. A pre, that's a horrible title. First that of is, all. that um, is a horrible title. And horrible. I am so nervous. I am no. so nervous. I, I, oh, I can't no. even, I can't oh, even, that's oh, just. No. I was not expecting to know this while we were recording this, that that was going to be a, an announcement you would make, that there's going to be a Korean remake and uh, it's already there. I oh, don't understand gonna... why, <laughs> why there is no need. There's no need. No, there's there no isn't. Need. I'm going back for, 
yeah i can't find what it's based on which is really sad because i was trying to find um what it was based on i think it is based on a book oh it's based on a book Mm. okay because when i was watching a lot of times when i just watch dramas in general like titles are sometimes important to me especially something where it's like go ahead so while i was watching i was trying to find like moments of like maybe quotes like that would include this concept of like go okay ahead. so and the I... chinese title for it is if you translate it so the chinese title is yi jiren ziming so it mm-hmm. translates as uh i'm just using you know good old apps uh roughly it translates to in the name of family ah interesting Which, that really suits the drama so that it's better yeah so i wonder where go to go ahead came from because i was watching the drama trying to find this concept of go ahead and like you said in general if you step back you're right like just how life goes you know like you said just go ahead yeah but then i feel like there were moments where like the characters themselves would say like go ahead like there were yeah. moments i was paying to this and it was in times of like good time good things and bad things like sometimes it was like well you know when they're yelling at each other like well you just go ahead you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Moments, like well just go ahead and so i was like oh there's a concept of go ahead to some degree and then there will be other times like you where i feel like i, I want to say it was noodle dad where you're he's like kind of describing this this process of like oh no what maybe it was john john like like growing you know like keep yeah, going yeah yeah keep going this, yeah, yeah. Next, if this isn't okay now, maybe next week it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of concept. So I guess that's as simple as that. But I think the family tie like would be better. Honestly. A lot <laughs> of the time, a... like a lot of the time, especially for Chinese dramas, the titles in Chinese are so beautiful uh, because a lot of them can be like, yeah, you can't translate it. Like yeah. it doesn't make yeah. sense uh, because a lot mm-hmm. of them can be based on like proverbs, like Chinese proverbs and stuff like that. And it's just that they're really, really beautiful. So I don't know, like maybe that's something I need to look into, like what, why, how are like yeah. English names yeah. chosen. But then again, it's the same for Korean dramas. Like sometimes oh, the Korean titles just sound so much better than so the Chinese better. ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that's fair. But that was just one other thing. I was like, am I missing something as far as I like, don't think so, was, I know. I, I, okay, good. Okay, you're like, no, I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think me. so, no, no, no. So <laughs> I feel like that's a, uh, I just wanted to ask. So if you were trying to convince somebody to watch this drama, how would you, like, just a very quick, like, how would you go about it? I think I would preference with it being a story about found family, because even when you told me about it originally in my episode, that was the thing that stood out to me most. Mm. As someone who loves that automatically, hearing found family, I was completely sold. Um, But I also would say it does a great job of it's and and I will also say that it is a quieter drama. It's a more slice of life. There's not too much, you know, upheaval of like, you know, too much a lot going on it's based in dialogue and conversations between this these you know this family and if you don't mind those things if you enjoy those things if you're a fan of that then it would be an amazing drama for you to watch like we mentioned about some of the things with mental health that it kind of brings up and it touches on it doesn't go too deep into it but it does um, gives perspective on those things if you are wary though of things about you know abandonment and you know 
mothers leaving children behind and you might not possibly yeah. want to watch the drama. But if you do want to watch a story about found family, about um, people growing, well, not yeah, people growing and developing into the adults that they want to be and along the way, um, taking hold of the people that support them, then I think this would be a drama to to watch for sure. Oh, I'm so glad you liked it. I really, really am so glad you I liked it. it. It was beautiful. I'm so glad I watched it. I am looking forward to watching something else for sure by this team, um, yeah. this kind of dream team. I I am one to, I do follow you know, writers, directors, actors, a lot of times that's the reason why I'll move on to a next thing. It's like, oh, because I yeah. want to watch something with them again. So I've already made up my mind that I definitely want to watch something else with this team. I have to check out something um, with our actor who played Little Bro. Like, I adore yeah, him in there. Definitely and do. So, yeah, yeah. And knowing that he just has a, a long kind of, you know, he has a he has a lot of stuff that he's worked in yeah. before that I know I have a lot to choose from. So I'm super excited about that. So I am excited to watch a little bit more. I'm so I glad. I am. I'm so I glad. Really Thank you so Thank much you. for coming on, Lola. I've had an absolute blast. I know. I did as well. And I just, like I said, I loved, I love recording with you because it does always feel just kind of calm and free flowing. <laughs> We're not doing too much we're not stressing no we're not, you know like no. I, we're, getting, we're getting through our thoughts on things without yeah. too much thought <laughs> <laughs> that's basically so, how i roll i will say i, I will I say it. i still love this drama as much in 2023 as i did in 2020 yeah. that's like where i will leave it i love it as much now that I, uh, as i did three years ago so i'm really glad that you also enjoyed it i've had a I really good Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You oh, didn't have so to glad. have me and you did. Oh, so I do thanks. love having you on. So plug your <laughs> socials. Where can people find you? So if you want an, another podcast to listen to, <laughs> um, I do focus specifically on K-dramas and I am Lola Pops Off about K-dramas on any platform that you listen to podcasts, you'll find me there. But if you want to kind of bother me and kind of like yell at me, um, you can definitely message me over on Instagram. I'm also Lola Pops Off about K-dramas there. And I do also have a website that is Lola Pops Off about K-dramas.com. So those are my kind of go-to places and I am always down to chat and make tons of friends like we were talking about. It's exactly. all about community building. So I am always there and I am a newbie when it comes to Chinese drama. So if you are a listener of uh, Liliana's podcast here, then, and you know so much more about C-dramas than I do, you are more than welcome to like come slide into your bother. DMs. <laughs> yes. Give me Rex. Let me know some of the things you would definitely want me to kind of, you know, check out. I would be so open to that. Do I have a very busy watching schedule? Yes, I do. But I make time and make room as you can see with I did with go ahead. And yeah. I am so glad I did that. So I um, yeah, that's where you'll find me. And I'm so, so happy that I could do this today. I'm so, so happy. <laughs> and 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 a possible revival of Tumblr coming soon. Yes. Stay tuned. A possible, <laughs> a possible revival of Tumblr coming soon. I have I mean, no one probably knows me from my Tumblr days who listens to me. But 
I think I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to change the title because I still had like Lola something, you know, it's like yeah, something yeah, yeah, about yeah. Lola back then. So I might keep it exactly the same and then just like just revive start posting. It. Yeah. yeah, just to start posting. So we'll exactly. see, guys. I'll keep you updated keep over on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that is it for this week. Thank you very much, Lola. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of the Tea and Soju Asian Drama Podcast. I'm your host, Liliana, and you can come and chat to me on Instagram, Tea and Soju Pod, all one word, and on Twitter, Tea underscore Soju underscore Pod. You can also email me at Tea and Soju Podcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, please consider joining Patreon for extra content. Lastly, if you enjoy this podcast, please help by rating and reviewing wherever you listen to help others find this drama corner. I'll leave everything linked in the description notes. See you next time for more Asian drama chatter.